Hello and welcome to episode two of Icy Cocktails. I'm Zach Keeney. And I'm Aaron Montgomery. And we have quite a lineup for you today. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about is the visit to a distillery that I uh, did this week. We're going to have a sample of the vodka. Then we're going to talk about shrubs. And not, not the uh, trees or plants, but like drinking vinegars and cocktail shrubs, that sort of thing. Exactly. And then we'll dive on the savory cocktails. I expect somewhere in the middle we'll also bring up some books that we have you know, whatever else kind of happens to come up. So, let's talk distilleries. I have a friend, I mentioned him in the last episode, who uh, quit his job at Microsoft and decided to start up his own distillery. Sounds like a good idea to me. Uh, yeah, it looked like he was having an awful lot of fun. So, it's called uh, Blackfish Distillery. It's in Auburn, Washington. Which so, I don't know why you'd want to go there, but... Well, it, it's right next to Emerald Down, so if you want to go bet on the ponies, you can... Uh, Swing by the distillery. Uh, now, what they have going on down there is pretty cool. They have a little tasting room where you can sample some of the vodkas that they've already made because they're starting out with vodka, moving on to gin, and then into whiskey. It's a, a fairly regular approach once you start up a whis- or once you start up a distillery because you can turn around vodka very quickly. You can. It's it true. Doesn't have to age, and you can go right to making fat stacks of cash. Um, so yeah, there's the tasting room, and then. Um, since I know the guy, I got to go hang out in the back for a while. He had um, probably a 15 or 20 foot tall reflux still with eight or nine different chambers in it. Did you actually learn the different types of stills while you were yep. there? Yep. All right. Had a pot still right there that he says he does for um, prototyping. It was a old school pot still. It looked like one of the ones he... Uh, my buddy Mike, who owns the place, is a avid yard sailor. So he's always out there, and he comes back from yard sales with amazingly awesome stuff. Like, one time he came into work, and he's like, guess what I found this weekend? I'm like, what'd you find? Well, so I got all this camera gear. Stacks and stacks and stacks. So he got lights and soft boxes and everything you could ever imagine, just for like 50 bucks. Like, oh, not a bad deal. Yeah. So it looks like one of the things that he might have acquired while uh, yard sailing. Uh, but he says that that's where he does all of his initial development work. Um, which means he plays with it to see what he can make. Yeah, naturally. I mean, that's kind of the point of doing that. If you're going to be a distillery, you have to do something to make yourself unique. Oh, yeah. And then he has another still, which is um, a big, I don't remember exactly how big, but I want to say it was like 200 gallons uh, copper pot with a massive... Um, condenser chamber? Not the condenser chamber, but the area where you put all the aromatics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, if you've seen the big stock pots that they use in, like, industrial-sized kitchens. Yeah. That's the size that this area was. And then it goes up through a big, huge pipe over into some condensers and comes down from the ceiling. Uh, all in all, it was super cool. Nice. So, um, yeah, if you're in the Auburn area or even in any of the Seattle area, you should swing on down to Blackfish, say hi. Um, right now, I have poured us some of the vodka, so we're going to sample it live on the air. Now, I am going to just put it all, all cards on the table. I have already sampled a fair amount of it on my own outside of today, so... Judging by the half-full bottle, I'm going to go with yes on that one. And that's just the bottle I have at home. There's another one at the office, also half-empty. So, yeah, let me grab mine real quick. So, Aaron, you drink a lot of uh, alcohols. <laughs> yes, I do. What is it you're looking for when you try a vodka? Uh, well, it depends a little bit on the type of vodka. I mean, if it's a good grain vodka i mean you're looking for like if you get any of the flavors from the grain coming out of it 
if it's a potato vodka, then it's going to be a little bit earthier. Um, one thing that I definitely do not subscribe to is the idea that vodka should be odorless and tasteless. It's it's not. Correct, because then it gets into the, why am I even bothering to drink this? This isn't adding any flavors at all. Usually that's the case when you like, you're like adding it with something like, you know. Orange juice or uh, grapefruit juice, anything that's overly citrusy that's going to pretty much wipe out any your, flavor like, profile left. 20 and trying to get drunk. Or 40 and reliving your 20s. I know some people. Fair enough. Okay, so we have some of the uh, Blackfish Vodka poured for us right now. Let's give it a try. Right now, Aaron is lifting the glass slightly and slowly to his lips and gently drinking a little bit of it. Here comes his first feeling on it. It's not bad, actually. It's actually pretty good. Um, like yeah. For like a, a first time trying it from something new, it's... Uh, it is very neutral flavored as far as... Um, the thing I really like about it is it has that little bit of sweet in it as well. Yeah, it's, it's not it's just not burning alcohol. It's not sweet and it's not just burning alcohol. You could actually sip this if you wanted. You could. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think of like... I don't know. It's probably a uh, horrible way to say it, but I would compare it very similar to Tito's as far as flavor goes, But which is, I suppose, a, either a really good thing for Blackfish or a really bad thing for Tito's, one of the two. <laughs> Yeah, I'm personally not a huge vodka drinker, so I have a hard time disambiguating most vodkas because uh, I like my alcohol to have a lot more flavor than vodka typically has. Yeah, same here. So, uh, but when I had this, I was like, oh, this is actually a vodka I could get behind and drink. So, major takeaway here, if you're ever in the Auburn area, stop off at Blackfish, um, get yourself some vodka. And pretty soon, the new stuff they'll be making. Like I said, they're working on gin right now. Do you know the style of gin they're going to be going for? Um, I talked briefly to Mike and his wife, Carrie, about that. Mike is, as he says, a fan of the Christmas tree style vodkas. So overly juniper. Yeah. Yep. Whereas Carrie's trying to moderate that because she said she really likes the more Hendrixy, uh, um, cucumbery flavors to stuff. Okay. So those are two decidedly far into the spectrum as far as flavor goes. Correct. Um, it should be interesting to see who wins that fight. Uh, well, you know, given experience, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be a toss up, <laughs> right? Um, so, a very cucumbery flavored vodka coming up soon is what you're saying. That that could be nice. Uh, they uh, one of the things that they had made that I didn't get a chance to sample because they're still you know working through all of the legal bits is they made some apple brandy. I guess they took 600 pounds of apples, mashed it through their um, crank press, got all of the liquid out of it, and made brandy. That seems like a really long process for if they were doing it by hand. Yeah, the it was funny because Mike was like, "Yeah, six hundred um, pounds of apples, and it's in a twelve by twelve box." Because <laughs> you know the distillation process, you boil out a lot of the water, you get rid of a lot of the uh, volume. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, both of Mike's, a uh, couple of Mike's kids are working with him at the distillery. Uh, one of them is an astrophysicist; the other is a underwater archaeologist. Those are interesting career choices, okay. Yep, and now they're both distillers. Uh, it was kind of funny to watch because the astrophysicist was had a lot of spreadsheets and assorted... Like, he was down to like the... Data, yeah, data, 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 data. It was yeah. like, wow, you're going to know exactly how you did that. That's going to be cool. That allows it for repeatability, right? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the point of anything that's alcohol-based as far as, like, distillery, brewing, whatever. You're going to, like, want to write it down so you can reproduce it. 
Yep, exactly. So I, I'm hopeful that their uh, gin and uh, whiskey will also be yummy. So uh, I will be going back and getting samples. By samples, I mean a number of bottles. Uh, just to make sure. So, okay, cool. Uh, like I said, check them out. Uh, Blackfish Brewery, Auburn, Washington. Go do it. Now, I had never actually heard of shrubs until you were explaining them to me uh, recently, and I was like, what do you mean a shrub? Yeah, so shrub is kind of the same thing as a drinking vinegar. Uh, they're The name's synonymous. Uh, it's a combination of some sort of a flavor, whether that be a fruit, um, you know, herbs, things like that, added to vinegar and sugar. Um, and you kind of let that sit for a little while, and you get... Uh, a way of preserving that flavor for use later um, in a liquid form. It was pretty popular in the colonial Americas. So uh, what kind of fruits would people use? Are we talking like apricots, apples? Anything that was in season, right? So like you'd, you'd take a, a fresh fruit that was in season and, and turn it into a shrub, and then you could have that fruit and you know some of the benefits of having fruit, uh, fresh fruit later in the year type thing. So kind of like you'd do with jarring, but in a more drinking format. And actually goes all the way back to the Middle East. Um, hmm. Now, in my experience, vinegar comes in a couple of different, and I, I suspect most people's, vinegar typically comes in mm, liquid you would never, ever want to drink. It would spit out immediately. Yes. And um, liquid that goes on your salad. <laughs> right? I mean, there's a lot of oil and vinegar in the salads. There's a lot yeah. of uh, vinegar you use when, say, pickling or canning or something like that. Uh, what what's the real difference between like a drinking vinegar and a you know cooking vinegar? Well, I mean, realistically, it's the addition of sugar and and the flavor. I mean, the most popular type of vinegar used for shrubs is usually like apple cider vinegar or champagne vinegar. Um, okay, which are, are going to be a little bit sweeter in the first place, and they get used a lot. And you can drink them um, when they get used a lot in like health food type situations. Okay. Now, what what's the alcohol content of a shrub? So you're absolutely none. Absolutely none. Yeah, and a shrub by itself there's absolutely none. So it's it's used it's very popular for making non-alcoholic cocktails. Um Wait, wait. Yes, non-alcoholic that's a, that's cocktails? Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you know, that should not exist. Uh it does. Yeah. I, usually they're called mocktails. I just Oh I yeah, can't. I saw those at Red Robin. Yeah, I, like I can't a, say uh, that. I have to say non-alcoholic <laughs> cocktail, but um maybe we should uh, invent our own term for that. I'm afraid to ask. I, I'm having a hard time coming up with one. Uh, if I were faster and smarter, I'd have something. But uh, Fair enough. So we'll no. add that to our to-do list. Come up with a name for non-alcoholic cocktails. Uh, you've got yeah. me stuck, and I'm just trying to think of something I can't. So, yeah. It, it's We can just stick with non-alcoholic cocktail. It's kind of a, you know, quote-unquote industry standard. Yeah. Could we acronize that? Acronize that? You really do still work for Microsoft. Yeah, because like if I don't have a three-letter acronym to make it almost impossible for anybody to understand what I'm talking I'm about, I don't feel knack. like I'm doing my job. So we'll just call them Knacks. Knacks, yeah. Ah, it sounds like you're saying snacks and just missed the S. Uh, it does a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so what do these uh, drinking vinegars tend to taste like? So it sounds a little bit vinegary, but a little uh, fruity and a little sweeter. Well, so you end up not... You'd almost never drink them just by itself. Like, you're not going to, like, just pour a big old glass of drinking vinegars and have, like, you know, seven ounces of vinegar and ice and just drink that down. Um, like, a, a pretty standard, like, one of the people who kind of made it super famous again, or, like, not really super famous, but, like, really kicked off the 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 
aspect of it being more used was um, the restaurant Pock Pock, uh, the lead, uh, I guess he's the owner and lead chef, um, Andy Richter, I think is his name, um, but he's down in, it's... Andy Richter? Richard, maybe? Oh, Richard. So it's, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's Andy R.I. something or other. I'd have to look it up. Um, it's not Conan O'Brien's sidekick? It is not Conan O'Brien's sidekick. Um but he uh, he made a line of drinking vinegars. You can he actually has bottled them and sells them, and you can find them at a couple of places. Like I mean, like you might find them like Williams and Sonoma, that sort of like higher end food store. And you said Pock Pock was the name of the restaurant. Yep. Where's that located? Uh, you know, I don't have the address offhand, but it's it's in Portland on Burnside. I want to say it's like twenty uh, fourth okay. and Burnside. You know, now that you're mentioning that, I have not actually considered that we should go to Portland and do a podcast from there. That's Talk a, about all of the nice bars we can go to, all of the great places to get uh, cocktails down there. Fair enough. We could do that. That's a good trip. Vancouver after. Uh, like going north, you mean? Or like, yeah, yeah. Like the way north, north of Vancouver? Way, like the Canadian Vancouver, BC. Canadian Vancouver. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Vancouver, Washington. Uh, I've been there before. I'd rather go to Portland. Yeah. Well, I didn't know because like, you talked about Portland and then like you know Vancouver next. It's kind of on the way home. It is. After that, we may have to skip like, oh, I don't know, about... 30-ish states before we get to a place that's worth drinking in again. Going north? No, going <laughs> uh, going east. East? Uh, you know what? I'm willing to bet there's probably... There, there has to be some really interesting dive bars and things like that to hit across the state. There has to be. Yeah, but this isn't a podcast about dive bars. It's it's not. There, I just got to get a cocktail you, I, in one of those. I don't think you... So what I'm saying, though, is like I really have a hard time believing that any cocktail you get in a dive bar is good or even worth drinking. I mean, I spend a fair amount of time drinking in dive bars. Yes, you do. And I don't know that I trust any of them to make me a cocktail that I'm like, wow, that's worth talking about on the podcast. I'm, I'm trying to think here. What's the diviest place I've been to that had a pretty good cocktail? And I'm drawing up a blank, so I'm going to have to like probably side with you on that. Well, at least there's an area for investigation, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you can usually get, like, gin and tonics, things like that, at, you know, dive bars. Yeah, but the gin's crap. It depends. It might be. I have seen, of like, some pretty good places that do, uh, like, kind of dumbing down the cocktail experience to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Like, dumbing down, but, like, intentionally making really good cocktails, but not doing it in fancy setups, right? So, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. I've definitely seen that. And that's... Yeah. I think that's a slightly different area than a dive bar, though. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so back to shrubs. Um, tastes like a little bit of fruit, a little bit of sugary, a little bit of vinegary. They yeah. mix really well with um, seltzer water or yeah, like so, tonic or something along those lines. Like I'll drink them just by themselves with like uh, club soda. So um, one of my favorite, or I guess two of my favorite drinking vinegars from Pock Pock are actually, one is uh, ginger and the other one is tamarind. Um, and like... Is there anywhere in our area where I can uh, pick up some uh, drinking vinegars or even some of the Pock Pock stuff? Uh, so the Pock Pock stuff you can definitely get at uh, Mrs. Cook's in University Village. I've gotten okay. like a couple bottles there. Um, I, th- I think I've seen them at Williams and Sonoma and a couple other like Sur La Table and places like that. So kind of uh, higher okay. end so kitchen supply. So Yuppie Cook, Cook Kitchen Store and I should be good. Yeah, you should probably be able to find something there. And there's they're actually becoming more popular, so you wouldn't even necessarily have to get them from Pock Pock. They're things that you can find relatively easily, and they're super easy to make, too. Um, Just a little... Like, how? what's the... Uh, like, a shot of uh, vinegar to 
half a glass of uh, tonic. So the recommended like dosage, I guess, um, for uh, wow, it's getting all clinical up in here. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, on the, so like the recommended one on the back of of the pock pock bottle is like one ounce of drinking vinegar to five ounces of club soda. Okay. And it says to taste. So I end up usually doing like three ounces to about 10 ounces of club soda. So that's about two shots to a whole glass. Yeah, basically. With some ice in there. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and it ends up tasting pretty good. I mean, like like the ginger one, it, it ends up tasting like some weird cross between a uh, kind of a higher end ginger beer that like ginger flavor and yep. kombucha, if you've had that. Or oh, yeah, I have. I've had a kombucha that was really yummy, and I had some kombucha that was not yummy. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, I have to imagine that kombucha and ginger would actually make a pretty yummy uh, flavor. I would think so. I haven't ever tried that one. I guess we could find a recipe. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah, we should. <laughs> so uh, now, shrubs were uh, created, or I guess people started drinking them so that they could have something that was sort of like a cocktail, but not necessarily a cocktail. Right? Is that what you were saying earlier? Well, I mean, like, I think originally, like, back in the colonial days or even before, I mean, all the way back to um, Middle East. Middle East. I, I think that it was more of a matter of... Is that like Arkansas? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Georgia. More like Georgia. Georgia. A little bit uh, south of Georgia. Georgia's not really in the middle of anything unless you're talking about, like, Florida and uh, whatever is north of Georgia. Oh, see, I was thinking about, like, you know, the country Georgia. But, oh, like, But, like, right, then you go right. south some, you know, and you're like, so it's like, like, Saudi Arabia... Places like that. Mm. I've heard of these places. I think I saw a documentary, Cannonball Run, which had some <laughs> folks from there. Uh, yeah, I think it did. I'm not sure I'm going to call that a documentary. But... I'm pretty sure it was a documentary. All right. Michael Moore did it. Uh, okay, I think he might have played in it. He was the fat guy, right? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that he movie. He was Dom DeLuise, but hey. Who's... Oh, okay. Hopefully nobody's actually paying attention to me. No okay. one ever has. So. Ah, yes. Um. Okay, so it was just kind of another thing to drink. Yeah, like well, I mean, got it's some like, water. Actually, I suspect back in the day it was probably a safety thing as well. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't have to worry about your water being bad because the vinegar would have pretty much ate up anything else that was going on. I mean, that's part of it. Um. Yeah, and then, like, it, it's, it adds a... It, it's, it sounds odd, but it is both amazingly thirst-quenching um, because of the acidic levels and the bitterness that comes out of the vinegar. It actually does a really good job of quenching your thirst. So if it's extremely hot out um or in an arid environment it actually kind of helps um and it also um i mean there's some health benefits to drinking vinegar um and it's yeah i mean it quenches your thirst you don't have to drink as much Hmm. i'm gonna have to try that now oh it's also really great for like killing spice so like if you like really really hot spicy food um really yeah uh, it, it's funny because like it, I've, I did that at, at Pock Pock when I was there last. I was getting a, a fairly spicy meal. And I had the drinking vinegar with it, and it's amazing how it kind of cuts the spice out. Hmm. I'm going to have to try that because I really dig spicy food, but I am getting on in years, and I find that I can't eat as spicy food as I used to could. Well, I mean, it's not going to help your digestion problems, but... Yeah, it's more the mouth on fire that I'm concerned with. Fair enough. It's, you know, the sweating and stuff, that's just no good. So... What have people been using shrubs for these days other than drinking? I mean, has that pushed us into a different area of drinking or th- different flavor profile that people are looking for now? Well, I think part of it is, uh, uh, quite honestly, I think that some of the aspect and appeal of using drinking vinegars is just that it is an acidic uh, level type thing. 
And so uh, that was a very technical term. But I know it's just, you know, there's, there's an acid to it, which is very similar to that you'd get out of like lime juice or lemon juice or things along those lines. And so right. it's, a, it's a way of helping to balance a cocktail if you're not going to use a more traditional acid. And, you know, a year plus back, there was the, the issue of a number of different citrus fruits having, you know, health issues essentially and having a hard time finding good limes, having a hard time finding good lemons. I remember that. It was not good. And so... You know, kind of as a way of how do I balance out a drink that needs some sort of an acid, but I can't use lime juice? Well, what if I had uh, a drinking vinegar that had an acid level to it that I could then add some other flavor and use this shrub? And now it's a way of of blending that that way to get a more balanced drink, um, Mm -hmm. as well as just to get flavors that you wouldn't normally apply, right? So, I mean, that's where the, the whole idea of a savory cocktail comes in. Now, are there any places in Seattle where you can go and get a good shrub? Just by itself, you mean? Or yeah. Like in a, um, hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I've seen it on some menus downtown at various places. Right. So, like, I, I mean, I've actually seen it, like, I, I know I've talked about it last time, and it'll probably come up a lot, but Canon has uh, <laughs> a drinking shrub on the menu. Um, there's some Thai food places I've been to that have it. See, that's where I was thinking it would be good because, like, I'm anticipating some Thai food tonight because I love me some Thai. Um, and I'm thinking that would be really yummy to go with it. You get the um, vinegary bits to go with the Thai spice, yeah. and that could be super yummy. It goes very well together. Um, I mean, you're not going to be able to find that at your garden variety Thai place. No, I, d- I don't expect I'll be able to find that tonight. But, but like, I mean, I'm trying to think of, like, in Bellevue, like Chantony, a little bit more upscale Thai food place might have it drinking shrubs is chantney the one where you can roll the dice and they make you a uh, drink out of that i am not positive that they still do that but that was the restaurant that was doing that okay i went there in uh, one time when i was there and did that and it was really yummy the drink that came back the one time that i did that was well i did a couple times but the last time it was very very yummy as well but it's been mm, four years so yeah the the very last time i was there when i tried to order the drink off the menu the waitress looked at me like i was crazy talking so I chalked it up to either new waitress or um, they don't do it anymore. I'm thinking they probably don't do it anymore or you have to be sitting in the bar for someone to know what you're talking about. That's possible. Okay. Any other things on shrubs? So we've talked a little bit about where they came from, a little bit about what they are, how to use them. Um, uh, there's a couple of good books them. for it. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I know I gave you the, the, the title of it, but uh, there was one that I have that I, I recommended yeah, it's called, and in the long-standing tradition of cocktail books to have titles that are way, 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 way too long. I'm not sure this qualifies as a cocktail book, but cooking book at the very least. Uh, sure, we'll go with cooking. It's called Shrubs, an old-fashioned drink for modern times. That wasn't that long. That's downright brief compared to most of them. Exactly. Um, and so yeah, it, it I haven't of... had a chance to read through this book yet, but uh, I expect there's a bunch of good info in there. It's a bunch of information about, like, you know, where they came from, how to make them, a, a lot of recipes, different ways to make the shrubs themselves, as well as um, how to incorporate them into a drink. So whether that's just the idea of, of a shrub and soda or or doing something more with it. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, we should have an Icy Cocktails uh, cookbook or bartender's guide or hey here's all the drinks you need to know to be great and here's how we think you should make them i could probably make that yeah and we have to make sure that the title is longer than my arm um well you're short, maybe both so... of my arms okay huh. what what point font do i get to use for that or three? Oh, oh well, shit 
That might take some doing. I mean, you're short, but you're not that short. Uh, you're verbose. I've listened to you talk before. So. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. Uh, take it as you will. Uh, let's move on to talk about savory cocktails. Okay. I love me some savory cocktails. I stumbled upon them uh, one time, well, uh, a number of years ago, I was working at Amazon, and I went to a little bar that one of my buddies told me about. I was like, hey, you've got to go here. It's the greatest place ever. It's called Venick. It's in South Lake Union. It's open Monday through Friday, and that's it. I'm going to interject here real quick. Sure. That vodka's kind of growing on me. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. Um, so it, Venick was the first time I'd ever had a... Uh, um, cocktail that came, you know, with an egg whipped up into it, and it had okay. Uh, well, like seriously, growing up, I didn't have a lot of exposure to cocktails, so uh, until I hit the city, I was like, "Hey, wow, this is some good stuff here." But they had like uh, the first time I was there, I tried a number of cocktails, so many that I kind of lost track of them. But uh, I remember one of them had cracked pepper on the top; that was super yummy. Another one had like jalapeno slice on the top; that was good. So, what makes a savory cocktail to you? For me, a savory cocktail is mostly anything that is uh, way, 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 like almost no sweetness to it at all. It's okay. kind of a kind of a more full, um, sometimes spicy drink. But uh, the real differentiator for me when it comes to savory is there's substantially less sugar. I mean, most cocktails that you get um, at a, say, restaurant, like any kind of chain restaurant, right? Cocktails come in two varieties. You keep going back to the Applebee's as an example. Well, I was going to use that. I was actually thinking Red Robin this time. But if you look at most cocktails, you have glass full of sugar, itty bitty tiny bit of alcohol. Or you have glass full of alcohol, itty bitty tiny bit of Coke, right? That's kind of what you get in most places. A lot of sugar in and of itself. Exactly. So all of those are very sugary, very aggressive. You infrequently get a well-balanced... more flavorful that is not alcohol forward. That is totally you because I'm on uh, silent. I don't know how to fix that. So like, put your phone in that uh, airplane mode. My phone's mode. over there. Huh, that's weird. So it, it yeah. It... Okay, I'll take a look at that, Mark. Do you want me to leave my phone in my car next time? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's basically what it means for me to be savory. That it's usually a little bit. Uh, there's not as much of an alcohol flavor to it. It's well-balanced and is usually somewhere in the peppery and or spicy kind of area. Okay. Now, there's a whole other host of things that also count as savory, but that's normally what I'm seeing and getting when I'm thinking savory cocktails. No, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a good good starter definition. Yeah, we'll go it's with like that. a newbie approach right there. Well, So yeah. why don't you tell me what you uh, think of when you say savory? Uh, so for me, savory is just any time that it's not sugar forward or, or sweet forward. Um, it, it nerd. That's what I said. Uh, well, okay, the forward bit. Yeah, gotcha. Fair enough. I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how else to phrase that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Start start, start being different now, otherwise I'm going to lose credibility. <laughs> well, no. So uh, f- for me, it's like just just that is the start. Um, it, it could be that. Uh, I don't necessarily expect the drink to not have any sort of sugary elements to it. Right. Like, I, I, I want the drink to be well-balanced. So mm-hmm. there's going to have to be almost always some type of sweetener in that. Yep. Now, that could be that the the alcohols in question are a little bit on the sweeter side to start with, right? So, yep. like, there's a, there's a liqueur that I like that's called Strega that um, is kind of on the sweet side. So, like, if you use Strega as part of your cocktail, that might qualify for 
the the sugar element that's needed. But there's also, I mean, salty. I mean, very, very technically, if it was made, if it was made well, I could see a good argument for a salted rimmed margarita to be a savory cocktail. Because there's not a lot of sugar in that. Um, you're going to get a little bit from... Uh, so, you did say a well-made margarita, right? I did, yes. So, by that, you don't mean like the margarita that everybody else on the planet gets. You mean actually a solid tequila-based um, margarita that doesn't have a ton of margarita mix in it or any like an aggressive amount of... Uh, oh, what's that? Lime juice. I'm going to throw... Something that you said, margarita mix, but well, this is I'm I'm trying to disambiguate for people because most people when they think margaritas, they think Slurpee, right? So so as I we even talked about this last time, but like as I said, like margarita, it's it's tequila, it's Cointreau, it's lime juice. Okay, Um, good. uh, You know, you're gonna add ice, obviously. I will agree with that assessment that it could also be savory because I've had some really meaty uh, tequilas. Well, and then like you can go even a step further. There's um there's a restaurant in in Capitol Hill called Barrio that makes a habanero margarita. Um, I, I think it's just kind of a, a habanero infused vodka or uh, tequila. Tequila. Um, but um, and it's very spicy. I mean, it is like it is spicy. Yeah, I had a habanero margarita at uh, Matador one day, and I was surprised. It was actually pretty good. Definitely they do spicy. A, they do a shot thing there as well. It has like it's like a habanero shot, and you drink out of like a jalapeno. Hmm. It's kind of spicy, and by kind of, I mean a lot. Yeah, I was there with a bunch of my friends that are from India, and there's a little kid there. I call him a kid. He's probably thirty now. Who, <laughs> uh, as near as I can tell, has an asbestos mouth and stomach. Like literally, you can go find the hottest hot wings on the planet, and he's like. Arp. Eh, could I use a little more spice on these? It could be that he's from northern India. I think it's southern India, isn't it, that has the most spicy stuff? Yeah, I thought it was like the further you got away from water, the spicier it got, but I could mm. be wrong. I'm going to have to Google that later. All right. But Shouldn't yeah. you bing it? I mean... No, no, I'm on <laughs> Google it. I want the answer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, carry on with your uh, savory description, because you were talking about even salty could possibly make it savory. Well, yeah, I mean, like, salty would make it savory, spicy would make it savory. Um, there's, I'm not trying to think of, I mean, there's that, I mean, it's a good time to talk about that book that I, like, mentioned to you, like, Are you talking ago. savory cocktails? Yes, the savory cocktails book. Well, here, let me give everybody the full title so when they search this on Amazon or Google later, they can find the book they're looking for. Yeah, you should do that. Savory cocktails, sour, spicy, herbal, umami, bitter, smoky, rich, and strong. There you go. All of those could be. If you're interested in knowing that title again, rewind the damn podcast. <laughs> I've been working on being more customer friendly. How, oh, how was that? That was very customer friendly. It's, it's much better than your normal response to someone asking you a question. So, Yeah, it's hard to look at people like they're stupid on a podcast. They can't see me. <laughs> okay, so uh, what, tell me about this book. Uh, so it's interesting. It, it's it's broken up by basically all of the different little subchapters that you talked about inside. Like so, the the title and the subtitle. All those subtitle commas are a, a chapter of books. So like strong and smoky and umami and all of those are umami is the one that jumped out at me because it's the only one that I don't recognize. Right? Like I can tell you what a smoky thing tastes like. I can tell you what a bitter thing tastes like. Uh, I don't that know what my umami tears? tastes like. Uh, no, um, umami is. 
I've never really found a, a super great way of describing it or any definition that really like makes it just pop out and you go, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. It's a it's a it's a flavor profile that was determined by the Japanese. It has largely a saltiness to it as well as a kind of. Does it taste like seaweed? No, it's kind of like a a salt and f- and like a fullness in the mouth, like it's kind of a mouth feel to it. Um, it is most often recognized with MSGs, actually. Like that's like kind of monosodium glutamate. Yep. Hmm. Um. But so, so it's it's, it's it's like a umami sort of a salty flavor enricher. Yeah. But I'm sold. I want some umami <laughs> right now. But it's also like a. I mean, like I said, it's a flavor profile, and it has like a a. a an actual like feeling in your mouth to it is what it comes down to. Hmm. Uh, um, I mean, I'm sure we could make all sorts of horrible jokes about that, but I, I've been holding off because I could tell. You know, I'm like, trying you're, hard. You're breaking out in a sweat. I can tell. Yeah. Okay. So see, give, give me an example of some savory cocktails that you've had that you've actually enjoyed. Um, well, uh, the, I mean, the habanero margarita that I mentioned earlier, that was actually really good. Um, yep. that would count. Uh, there is, um, what is, what's that called? Blood in the Sand? It's a scotch and orange juice based uh, cocktail. This, uh, wow. I'm having a really hard time with that one because you're going to get a... I, I'm, is it the more peaty scotch? Yeah, you use a more peaty scotch. So you, you get, get a peaty scotch in there with a little bit of the sweetness and the sour from the orange juice. What else would they put in that? Or is that pretty much the main constituent uh, elements? It feels I, like there's something missing. Those are the main ones. There's there is something missing that like I don't have the the recipe memorized in my head. Sorry. Um, and then uh, another good one that kind of fits underneath the smoky uh, smoky realm is actually like a what's called a smoky martini, which is rather than using vermouth, you use a fairly peaty scotch in a martini. Um, Ooh, that actually sounds really yummy. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of vermouth. So your typical martini is. I, Every couple of years, I'll try one and go, hey, maybe they nope, still don't like martinis. <laughs> it's that damn vermouth. But, uh, yeah, that. Hmm. Uh, what's also referred to as a perfect Manhattan. I, I like that quite a bit, um, which would which would count as a kind of a bitter, a bitter flavored cocktail. Um, that would be that would be a, a savory cocktail. Um, and that's just using rather than using full on sweet vermouth, switching up between sweet vermouth and like so you use half sweet vermouth and half uh, dry vermouth in a oh, okay. Manhattan. Nice. Um, uh, the, I mean, there's some classics that fit underneath the profile of of a, a savory cocktail. I mean, a Negroni is a great example of something that would be a, a bitter cocktail. I mean, you're using gin, um, Campari, and sweet vermouth, and you yep. get a very, very bitter flavor from the Campari. I can um, see that. And there you go. That's a savory cocktail. Uh, one of my favorite savory cocktails is the, uh, and they come in a number of different varieties, there's the Corpse Reviver and then Number Blah. The number really depends on where you're at and what number they've decided to pull out of their butt. No, they're actually... <laughs> I mean, we can go with that definition. That's, that's, that's fine. So, but there are there is an actual definition for each of the numbers. But. I realize there's an actual definition. However, I've not seen it applied appropriately across the board. Um, that I can, I can probably agree with on that one. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for those of you that don't know, and feel free to correct me because I'm a little bleary on what goes in there. But usually, How many did you have? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's put it this way. After my uh, half marathon in Vegas, uh, my wife and one of our friends were like, let's play gambling. And they'd stopped drinking because they'd been drinking for three days, and I hadn't really drank because I was prepping for a half marathon. 
So I went and found myself. Wait, wait. I know you before. I wasn't drinking much. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Plus, I didn't want to have a hangover. I don't get hangovers. Like like just before the actual marathon. Correct. Correct. Not not while training. Right. Like, I mean, the day before the race, I don't want to be dehydrated. So I want to make sure I only drink like the requisite amount of four or five drinks a day. I, I four or five in a day and you don't want to be okay so, I mean fair enough I was just like I was yeah. going to call bullshit on your whole comment about not drinking while training I thought that's what you're well no no at. no I'm definitely, I drink while training that's just required uh, otherwise training's not even worth it if you can't like get the calories in somehow uh, <laughs> usually that's food but whatever <laughs> whatever so uh, they were like I don't want to drink anymore I'm like come on I haven't really got to drink that much we're in Vegas I want to like just tie one on and have a really nice plane ride home like we're playing the slot machine. Like okay, whatever, fine. So I uh, headed for the bar, stopped at the cigar store on the way. Smart move. Got a couple cigars, sat down and had <clears throat> about four corpse survivors. It's a good amount of alcohol. Yeah, it was a nice flight home. I don't remember most of it, but uh, so the constituent elements that I know about is there is absinthe. Yes. There is usually an egg, or um, something like that. Egg white can egg be white, an error. Yeah, often. Yeah. Um. And usually some garnish. Wow. You, <laughs> There's you a couple of like, other bits in there, but I don't remember what they are right now. I love how you named like two elements, one of which was alcohol and the other not. And then Correct. Like, and like, and the stuff. Yes. And there's like, usually like gin in there. Well, interestingly enough, when I ordered the Corpse Survivor the first time, the waitress is like, uh, so let me tell you, I'm not going to put your order in for a little bit. The bartender that's on right now is really shitty at making drinks, and you do not want him to make you a corpse survivor. I so see that. Fair enough. A new bartender is coming on in about 10 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and wait till he gets here to put in your drink. Very nice of her. I was like, awesome. Thank you very much. Instantly a better tip. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was like, holy hell, she's actually watching out so that I can get good drinks here. I'm, makes me a fan of her. So, yeah, what, what other elements go in there? Oh, I, I don't have a corpse survivor memorized by, by any means. I know there's gin in there. Um, there may be green chartreuse. I can't remember offhand. That would seem uh, to be doubling down on the uh, absinthe. Well, absinthe and green chartreuse are not the same. I know they're not the same, but they have uh, both similar mm-hmm. anise flavors from time to time. Yeah, they can be similar in flavor, yeah. It would seem like it would be a much. I think I think it might be the number of corpse survivor that might make a difference in whether or not it's Correct. chartreuse or, sure. or absinthe. Speaking of chartreuse, I actually had a... Uh, Oh, what the hell was that thing called? A, a chartreuse swizzle, which it sounds I'm intrigued. What's it, in there? It sounds like a horrible name, but it, it's super easy, and it's green chartreuse, uh, lime juice, and then topped off with uh, soda water. The, that's it, uh, back ten years or so ago. That was my go-to drink when I got home. A little bit of chartreuse, a little bit of um, lime juice, tonic water, done. Yeah, yeah, it was it was amazingly tasty. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny because it was a. Um, I went to this favorite lunch bar spot that I go to in, in Bellevue. Uh, You're not going to plug them? No, I, I was going to say <laughs> it's, it's lot it's like, three. There's this place that I go that serves the food, and I eat there, but I do not want to provide them any free advertising. It's lot three. It's right, right. next to Purple. I've been to lot three. It's yummy. I like it. It there. is, uh, and and. There's a particular bartender that my coworker and I know fairly well, and we only go in there when he's working. Um, but he's like insanely good. 
about making drinks and like I was trying to figure out I'm glad you clarified because I was about to start calling you names <laughs> yeah go for it you've, you've already called me gay twice today I think more than that but there's uh, nothing wrong with being gay I mean you just need to embrace it dude <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing wrong with being gay you're right we, see we will let Matt know <laughs> um, but uh, no it, he, uh, he did a really good job with making drinks and like I always been getting like kind of a similar drink and, and of some sort Old of fashion no, and actually, when I when I go there, uh, I end up getting some sort of amaro based drink because oh, okay. I like amaros. They have a good selection. Um, this particular bartender has been paying attention and knows different amaros well and how to make drinks good with them. Nice. And yeah, when I went in this last time, he was like, "No, you can't order anything. I'm making you this." And um, I tried it, and it was great. Uh, I'd never had one. Uh, he he uh, thought it was pretty awesome because yeah. Uh, it's hard to get you to a like a drink and b have something that you haven't had before. The That's basically a win for one. a yeah, yeah. bar. Yeah, usually. <laughs> I like drinks. I like there's a lot of drinks that I like. I don't, I'm not like super picky. Okay, I am. But <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> that, that look you gave me kind of like sold it. Okay, I can't be yes. Um, yeah, a picky son of a bitch. Uh, which is why you know most of the time when I'm at a dive bar, I order beer. But um, that's what dive bars were made for. Or, like, just straight whiskey. Yeah. I made the mistake in um, my just local one? dive bar recently. Actually, this was, like, middle of last year. Uh, so there's a biker bar that I go to fairly regularly because it's uh, right next to my house. What, and you're not going to plug them? So it's called the Red Dog. I uh, normally order beer when I'm there, but I stopped in and was going to have a uh, rum and Coke. And I ordered a rum and Coke. <laughs> you got rum in a glass and coke in a different glass? No, no. I got a rum and coke, but it was well rum. Have you ever had well rum from a dive bar? Uh, I can't say that I have, and somewhat knowing the Red Dog and having never been brave enough to step inside of it, I'm willing to bet that their well rum is probably like Monarch or something. Yeah, their well rum is not great. Like They, they have a selection of rum. I mean, you can name most of the common rums and you know if you're at a dive bar you're going for captain morgan's or uh, something that you know is everywhere right if you're if you're lucky there might be something like the kraken or yeah but then you're also talking about spiced rums versus clear rums and i'm guessing it was a white rum so yeah and i've actually uh whether it's because i drank like oh i don't know five million gallons of kraken in 2013 but kraken is now too sweet for me it's a very sweet rum. Yeah, like I, it was my go-to rum for about a year, and then I was like, "Ooh, I'm feeling too much sweetness coming in every time I drink this." Funny, my favorite go-to rum now I would never like mix with a Coke. So, uh, what's your go-to rum? Uh, Zaya. It's a uh, aged twelve years in barrels. It's like it's just dark, creamy, rich goodness. It's awesome. I'm gonna have to try that because I haven't had it before. Which I made, or like I learned of it, like only back in December actually, um, and it was. Um, in a drink that would actually very very perfectly fit with the idea of a savory cocktail because it was what's called a flip, which is adding a full egg into a drink. Mm-hmm. And when you when you shake that, it ends up you know getting this a very creamy. Yep. It kind of mixes. I mean the whole the whole idea of this particular drink was to try and get rid of of the need for a eggnog cocktail at a or eggnog whether that was not a cocktail or not, but like eggnog at a like at a party if you're in a right. house party. And so it was you know. Uh, rum, orange juice, a full egg, um, uh, sherry vinegar, 
I don't remember. I think there's some salt in it, like actually in the drink, you're adding salt and then uh, nutmeg on top. Hmm. But you get this nice, creamy, thick flavor. I mean, I really couldn't drink more than one at a time, but right. but it was insanely good. You, you do realize you don't have to double fist everything, right? <laughs> I meant like sequentially. I could not drink more than one in a row. In a sitting. Yes. See. I'd have to switch to something a little bit lighter. It's a little bit, a little bit heavy. A little as a heavy, drink. and yeah, it sounds really yummy, though. It's kind of like, you know, you can't sit, well, I mean, there are people who can, but I cannot sit down and drink, like, six stouts in a row. Yeah, I can't either. It's too filling. Cool. Uh, other topics, other things you want to talk about on savory um, cocktails? Well, I think, like, the, the other thing that's interesting about savory cocktails is just to to remember that it's not about necessarily, like, trying to bomb one of those flavors. And, and like, like yeah. you don't want, like... You're trying to go for smoky, so let's just see just how smoky we can make this drink so it's not drinkable. You still want it to be balanced in a way. Yeah, and in my experience, I all of the uh, savory cocktails that I have have actually been some of the best balanced ones. I think that's because you actually have to pay a lot more attention to balance when you're going with like bitter or smoky or um, spicy even. Yeah. You go too far one way or the other, and all of a sudden you have a drink that's undrinkable and people don't want it. It's a, It's kind of the weird thing is that like sugar makes things so easy to drink for so many people that you can just make a really sugary drink and it goes over just fine for 90% of the people. Um, but if you're trying to make a, a smoky drink and have it on your cocktail list at a bar and you want more than just the person who loves Isla Scotches to, to drink it and want to drink it, it has to be more balanced. Yep. Yeah. That I, I, you know, actually... So we've talked before that uh, an old fashioned uh, having or trying an old fashioned is a good way to tell the quality of the bar you're at. That's still and my like go to standard for that. Yeah, it's a quick and easy one. Uh, it might be a dis- differentiator between the good bar and the amazing bar, with the, you know the savory cocktails might be yeah. a good uh, kind of if we were to start ranking bars and say, here's where you can get the ba- best across the board drinks, right? Now here are the folks that are specializing in savory. Here are the folks that are specializing in, uh, you know, any other type. Yeah, yeah, not a, not a bad way of, of like trying to break that out. Um, there'd be way too many bars opening up and closing in, in Seattle on a regular basis for me to know all of them. Sadly, well, that just means we have to find a way to start getting paid for this and then make it our full time job to go drinking. Okay, fair enough. You also would have to actually come out to Seattle. I'm just going to point that out. Well, yeah, that would be fine because by that time I'll have my own driver. Oh, and I don't huh. have to worry about it. I just like jump in the car and like I'm going to work. Sorry. Okay. Man. Yeah. And I think that probably does us for today. I you think have... that's it for the day, I think. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, come back in about two weeks. We'll have another episode out for you. And uh, we'll all see you then. 